This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by AeroPress. Now, let me paint a picture for you. You bought an amazing, delicious smelling bag of coffee beans. You get home, you're stoked. You make the coffee and it just isn't what you're feeling. You know, it's it's a bad cup. AeroPress coffee, however, uses a patented brew method. That's right. You didn't think I knew about brew methods, but I do. Uh, it gets all the purest flavor that you could imagine out of those beans and it speeds things up so coffee doesn't get over-extracted. It's going to give you a smooth Uh, It's going to give you a rich, it's going to give you a bitter-free cup of coffee that tastes as good as the smell, if not better. And that's what we're all shooting for. You know what I mean? AeroPress, it's like a French press that makes a way better cup of coffee. AeroPress uses a patented three-in-one brew technology, again, with my brew technology knowledge. Uh, It's going to combine the flavor benefits of espresso, pour-over, and French press into one compact tiny little portable device built for travel. I got one. I have traveled with it. It is in the cupboard right now, barely taking up any space. You get a completely unique, delicious cup of coffee wherever you go, only possible with an AeroPress. With over 55,000 five-star ratings in over 60 countries, that's almost more countries than I thought existed. AeroPress is the best-reviewed coffee press on the planet. At just under 50 bucks, And with all of those great reviews, AeroPress makes an exceptional gift. It's thoughtful, it's proven, tasty, and travel-oriented. I'm all those things as well. Who wouldn't love that as a gift? Gift receipt, not needed. No one's going to take it back. Get on it. AeroPress is shockingly affordable, less than 50 bucks. And we've got an incredible offer for our audience. Visit AeroPress.com slash AllFantasy. Again, that's A-E-R-O-P-R-E-S-S dot com slash all fantasy and use the promo code all fantasy to save 20% off of your order. That's aeropress.com slash all fantasy and be sure to use the code all fantasy at checkout to save 20%. It is time to ditch the drive through, toss the French press and say yes to better mornings fueled by better coffee. Aeropress ships to the USA and over 60 countries around the world. And we thank Aeropress for sponsoring our show. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, all family members? It's Ian Carmel. I want to tell you about a new podcast I have with my friends Isaac Lee and Zach Harper. Are you a basketball fan? Do you like the NBA? Are you curious about what Victor Wembanyama is going to do this season? Do you think Scoot Henderson is maybe going to win the MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year, and the Rookie in the same season? Are you wondering when LeBron James is going to finally let himself go bald and embrace his destiny as the greatest bald athlete of all time? Have we got a podcast for you? It's called Emotional, a basketball podcast. Zach Harper is a basketball writer with a decade of experience knowing about what's actually going on in the basketball court. I am an idiot who has absolutely no foundation for my very passionate basketball opinions. And Isaac is somewhere in between steering the ship 
the entire time. We're putting out at least one episode every week, probably no more than three, discussing everything going on in the NBA right now. It's at patreon.com slash emotional hoops. It's $5 a month, and that gets you exclusive basketball content. We just recorded our first episode. It's two and a half hours long, and that's what you can expect from us. Way too much talking about the sport that we care about more than almost anything in the world, and even some of the things that aren't sports-related. Basketball. Let's start the podcast. Dude, you watch that 60 Minutes interview with, with uh, CP on Coach Prime? Not yet. You call him CP. <laughs> CP. <laughs> he's so dank, dude. Uh, who, do you, who are the best coaches out there? And he's like, give me a mirror. <laughs> they, go, do you, they go, do you really think it's you? And he's like, what about me? He said something to the effect. He's like, what about me makes you think that I wouldn't say that? <laughs> so great. <laughs> he's, he's like a hot dude. And he's, it's great. We don't have to talk about Dion. Right fucking now. gorgeous. Yeah, sorry. He anyway. Is. He is. Yeah. Those no, we, we should. We should. We should all admit this. Yeah. He's, he's we all want to be coached by him. He's yeah. so oh in shape. It's crazy. And he doesn't have a toe. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, that guy. He was too doing too good with 10 toes. He was like, let me take a couple of these toes off and even it out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Still doing great. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shador, like, coming back. At, I mean, Ian, we texted about it. <sighs> Now here, so he said career. I was watching this interview and he's like, I just threw for the most yards of my career. Is it your career yet if you're not getting paid? They're getting paid, buddy. Are they? In college? Oh, yeah. yeah, they it's all switched now. Oh yeah, they did. Oh, sure. What do they make? I not know by this. the school, but they're getting paid uh from like, like six like, figures at least from, yeah. from various no. See, I'm sponsors, local fast food establishments. Uh and there's no packs. limit. Is there like a cap or anything, or is they just how, whatever their agent does, they can get? There's no limit, I don't think. Marketing yeah. wise, that's sick. Yeah, oh, I that's believe that's awesome. right. Free market. Um, all right, I'll do our intros. Although maybe we should just start out there, Isaac. Why not? Talking about how we all have to admit that Deion Sanders is a yeah, hot boy. Let's do it. Oh, who? Show <laughs> me some dickhead who's not ready to say that. That oh, lots of people on the internet. Yeah, he's dope. I think there's probably plenty of people in wherever Colorado State University is who are prepared to say he's not a hot boy. It's in Boulder. Well, listen, no, Colorado State's in Fort Collins. Also, oh. and maybe don't hit late hit, you motherfuckers. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Henry Blackburn, I mean, listen, you're 20. I'm not going to, I don't want to say your name out. But what the fuck, man? A lot or, of late or, hits. Or or at the very least, target somebody that I'm not going to want to watch later this yeah. season. Like Travis Hunter, I'm like, I was looking forward to him playing a million snaps a game. And now he's apparently uh, hospitalized. Thanks a lot for, you know, taking away the content. Yeah, you thought nobody was going to see that? The yeah. one guy everybody's looking at on the field? You thought you were going to get away with that? Hospitalize somebody with a lower Q rating. Can we at least, Thank can you. we can we please get our uh, priorities straight? In Take a long athletics. snapper out. Take a long snapper out. <laughs> get him out of there, dude. Get one of those kid. Get get one of these thirty five year old kickers out of there. We we got plenty of them right now. He has three kids. <laughs> he had three kids. He's gonna be fine. He's lived a long, happy life. He's from Australia. He's, he's fine. He's like forty. I don't even know how he's NCAA eligible. He's on that JR so Smith. If you don't know what the podcast is about from listening to all that, then I don't know what to tell you. This is all fantasy everything. The podcast where we fantasy draft anything and everything from the world of pop culture on today's episode, which we have already started, baby. We are fantasy drafting weird billionaire hobbies. Our guest today is the is the fantastic Pablo Torre. I'm your host, Ian Carmel. And with me, as always, are my friends and comedians, Sean Jordan and David Borey. Let's get into it. 
Welcome to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything, the podcast that is talking about a game that happened like three weeks ago mm-hmm. in calendar time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Probably two months ago. <laughs> two months ago when this comes out. <laughs> we're well we're well ahead of schedule right now. And so uh Colorado lost to Oregon. Sorry about that, David. No, oh, come on, man. I, lost big, dude. Seven <laughs> touchdowns. Bo Nix hung seven on him. Listen, listen. Have you guys bet something on this game? Fifty yes. bucks. Fifty bucks. All right, great. Fair yeah. <laughs> we do a little virtual <laughs> yeah. shake. A little virtual shake. You thought I was Pablo, we're going to be I'm gonna run it's, almost, <laughs> it's almost useless talking about this, but we are going to be together. David is from Colorado. I'm from Oregon. We're going to be in Denver during the game next week, just for a little context. I'm, I'm deeply excited for you guys to be validated explicitly by your takes, which are obviously correct. In no way will any of us look bad for talking about a kid who did not obviously, I don't know, have some miracle surgery. Travis Hunter definitely will not play in that game. All of that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. All of this yeah. is going to happen. He's going he's gonna to run through the tunnel at halftime mm-hmm. on the back of Ralphie. <laughs> he's coming in the side down the pirate flag. <laughs> Air Bud style. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Uh, we, this is welcome to All Fantasy Everything. If this is your first time to All Fantasy Everything, we take a topic and we fantasy draft it. Uh, we, we, we'll do all we'll do all our plugs later. But Pablo, thank you so much uh, for joining us here. Weird billionaire hobbies was your idea, and it was prompted by uh, a topic you were just recently talking about on your show. Pablo Tori finds out. Yes, thank you. Well, Ian, really, I meet. It's me plagiarizing your suggestion in my Twitter mentions because I did an episode about why it is that all of these tech billionaires are suddenly really into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like, why is everyone now, like, in Silicon Valley an MMA fighter? And so we did a whole episode about that. Pablo Torre finds out. You can go actually listen to our journalistic investigation. But Ian accurately sussed out the heart of the story, which is that billionaires do a lot of weird shit. And so it's an honor, really, to be here. It's an honor to have you. This is, this is a thrill for us. I think a career, a career highlight. Uh, yeah. From your paintball studio in Tribeca, nonetheless. <laughs> Lot- <laughs> it's Lot- a laser tag arena for the oh, last yeah, time. I really threw paintball out there like we were talking. It was, that was right, laser tag. Live nope. from the Robert De Niro <laughs> Memorial Laser Tag Arena in Tribeca, <laughs> Manhattan. <laughs> Bobby! That's right. All ages welcome at this laser tag arena. Yes. All ages welcome. Yeah, from, from zero to 99 and everything in between. Uh, man, I'm still chasing the, I think the, the laser tag pizza is adjacent to Chuck E. Cheese pizza in its, in its specificity. And I feel like you can't find those anywhere else in the world. It's kind of like the opera ski sort of like mug of hot cocoa. You got to earn yes. it through laser tag. And then afterwards yes. you just are, you revel in the glory of, of the microwave pizza you got. You, you deplete precious grease resources in your body during a game of laser tag, and you need to, you need I do to that. replenish it. I do that in all kinds of activities. The grease horses are low, dude. Grease horses running low. My grease is down. Uh, we had this animatronic coyote that would bring us our pizza after we played laser tag. Wilbur the coyote. It was, it was dank, dude. Bro, he would bring you the pizza? Yeah, there was a little track, and he'd bring it around. I knew the kid that used to operate the voice. So I, I had it. I got to see the control room and all that shit. But yeah, he'd he'd bring it around on this little tricycle and uh, talk to you. It was dope. Would he ever call people up and do the coyote voice? Like, because like, you all went to that place growing up, I assume. So you know that voice, right? Mm-hmm. Call yeah, them up and like did, threaten man. them in the voice? No, I don't think he did. He did other That's stuff. Not, more nefarious things that I can't talk about on here. <laughs> Kill the guy. Kill the guy. A lot of follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was tight though. Laser tag back at Giggle Beach. Shout out to Paul. That was fun. Uh, the way we determine the order of this fantasy draft is a rollicking game of rock, paper, scissors, and it's played between the three of you. We throw it on shoot. You ready, Pablo? You didn't know it was so high stakes. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> oh, Pablo wins a, a natural. 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 <laughs> scissors taking out two papers. A clean, a clean sweep. Pablo, as the winner of rock, mm. paper, scissors, how does it feel, first of all? Uh, I like to receive. Is that how this works? I'm going to receive. <laughs> you have to pick which end <laughs> yeah. zone you're going to defend. You can throw some grass in the air, see which way the wind blows. Uh, what, what you can receive is the ability to dictate the order of today's fantasy draft. But before you do that, I need you to know it is a serpentine draft. And what is that? That's a great question. I got you. I got you. It's sort of like if you're looking for a parking spot at the mall around Christmas time. You want to park close. It's chilly out. So you go... You go all the way up to the top. You drive down a certain point. You're like, well, I'm not going to park down all the way down here. So then you turn to your right and you go a little bit into the next aisle. Then you take a right. Then you go all the way back up. You're just hoping. You see people with bags. I hope they leave. And so you just kind of zigzag all around the parking lot until you park in the back and then walk because you got legs, you know? Perfect. If anyone still has any questions, basically what it means is you pick fourth in the first round. You pick first in the, in the second round. Now, implied, Pablo, with that in mind, what will the, uh, today's order be? Yeah. I, so I get to pick the slot that David and Sean will be in. Is that right? I get to and, pick everything. Yeah. And me. Yeah. You get to yeah. place and, all of us. Oh, of course. And of course. Oh, yeah. And all of you. All right. So um, I'm going David one. Okay. David one. Because I believe he was the nicest about my laser tag studio arena. Uh, <laughs> I, I like it. I just want to be very clear. No, back no, now. <laughs> number, number two is Ian because he's trying to clean up. His mess that he made. And number three is Sean because he called it a paintball thing. And, and you know, I want the back-to-back picks, yeah. so, you know. That would All be, right. if you were at a paintball course, I'm just thinking like if it actually was a paintball course, it'd be so wild. Like those giant blow-up whatever they are. Yeah, this is fun. where I, I do want calls. this very badly. <laughs> <laughs> Sean also said it looked like a, the inside of a submarine, though. So there's a lot of, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of aesthetic at play. Also, just to reiterate, we think it looks dope. Oh, yeah, it looks amazing. Fantastic. Thank you. I have a Sega Genesis here somewhere. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Here yes. it is. This is just oh, yeah. in, in no way am I running from the laser tag vibes, just to be very clear. Dude. What are you oh, playing yeah. on the Sega Genesis yeah, right yeah. now? They say Road Rush. Uh, Altered Beast. Echo the Dolphin. Echo the oh, Dolphin. Yes, oh, dude. sure. Classic. Great soundtrack. Absolutely. Yep. 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 That is famous soundtrack. It's just such a fun, placid experience if you want it to be. It's totally underrated. Um, yeah. Sometimes you just want to be a dolphin who can use sonar in ways that are only vaguely helpful to you in the video game itself. True. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I mean, it's also, it can get store. stressful too if you can't get if you can't get up to the oxygen, dude. Man, echo the dolphin. All right. Anyway, Dalian, <laughs> <laughs> David Bory, you have the first pick in the weird billionaire hobbies all fantasy everything fantasy draft, and we're going to get to that pick right after this short break. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Now it's allergy season. I'm not surprising anybody by saying that. And your boy gets hit extremely hard when it comes to the allergies. I get stuffy nose. Feels like I got two blocks of cheese hanging out under my eyes. And then if I try to blow my nose, it just feels like I backed it all up into my brain. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients 
in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better, which is key. I try to like blow my nose before I go to bed at night and it just feels like I I got a, like a bunch of five o'clock traffic sitting in my brain. There's, there's like no way out. And with Claritin D, it just helps everything. It helps grease the wheels, helps loosen everything up so I can get it out. I can sleep well. I don't have a raspy voice all the time. It's just a very beneficial thing, especially if you use your voice for anything like talking or eating, or if you want to use your head for thinking, anything like that, Claritin D has got you. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It is time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Listen, we all have things that stress us out. If you don't, then hit me in the DMs. Let me know your secret. I have been trying my whole life to figure out what to do about that. We keep them bottled up. You know, it starts to affect you negatively. I don't care who you are. It just does. You take it out on people. Uh, you know, you, one, one day it's like the dishes are piling up or whatever. And then you're having, a, you're having a fight over parking space. It just, they bottle up and they come out in negative ways. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Everybody has things that bother them. It could be your best friend in the world. It could be your partner. There's always stuff. That's just human nature. And you don't want to bottle it up. You want to tell people. Sometimes you don't want to tell the person because it doesn't really matter that much, you know, but you want to tell someone. You want to feel like you've been heard. I live in the world. I get how it is. And telling someone, it's always the best. What do you, you know what I mean? You call them, your best friend, you vent a little bit. You had a rough day at work, you vent. That's what therapy is. It's just somebody who lets you vent and they don't need to vent themselves. Come on, it's perfect. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is done entirely online, like a ton of things these days. It's extremely convenient. You don't got to get up. You don't got to go to the office. You don't got to sit in traffic. You just sit there on the laptop it's convenient for you. It's flexible. We all got different schedules. You know, you're working nights. They want to work with you. They can help you out. They suit to your schedule. You just go out, you fill out a brief questionnaire. Uh, you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Sometimes you don't get the right fit right away. They want it to work just as bad as you want it to work. So give it a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash allfantasy today to get 10% off of your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash all fantasy and we're back welcome back to all fantasy everything already in progress david bory is about to make his first pick the first pick of the draft david you're on the clock uh camel breeding and racing oh yeah. shit yep <laughs> i i've been bro they're over there going nuts they have like 200 million dollar camels yeah camels. Like, it's camels it's and then and when you watch the clips of the camel racing, not even that exciting. That just means it's like to me, it means it's just mad personal where it's like, no, fuck that. Maybe this isn't the best sport in the world. It's like when you get really into like pickleball or some shit with your friends and you're like, I don't give a shit. I fucking hate Dante. So I'm going to be Dante's camel. I'm going to put $200 million into it. Yeah, it's, you're just like... Pickleball happens to be the arena in which I want to defeat this guy, but it could have easily been any number of other things. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, it just seems like it's like such an insular world. And it's just, yeah, it's just real. I don't even think camels are that 
faster animals compared to other animals that you, you can know, race. <laughs> but it really is. You cut right to the heart of it with Sultan cosplay. Right. Of course we want to ride a camel. Of course you want to race a camel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Put it next to my magic carpet. This is all the things I imagine you do when you're a billionaire. It's a great, yeah. right. great pick by you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now, I, I, I feel like I don't need to tell you this, but you know Swizz Beats is involved in camel racing, right? How do you think I even got here, brother? <laughs> That dude, you watch his crib. He's wearing camel-colored everything. He's all his you think that's how he got into camel racing? He's like, I'm wearing all this camel-colored shit. What's I can't stop talking about the beige wave like David brought up four years ago, probably. Yeah, I, cannot. I, think, it's, I think it's crashed, but you're still on it. It's a beige tsunami by this point. It's all over the place. Sean does text me beige shit he buys fairly frequently. <laughs> I'm in it, man. I'm in the beige. I didn't know, and sorry, I didn't know camels ran. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never seen them go anything quicker than a mosey. Oh, no, they got it. Yeah, they'll run. You, what you need to do is go on uh, Instagram on your phone and uh, type in Swizz Beats and give him a follow. Because every now and then, he's over in Dubai just getting mixed. He, like, owns camels. He's involved in the camel racing. What do you, what do you wear if you're racing? Do you wear, like, goggles? Like, what do you wear if you're racing camels? What's the gear that a camel racer wears? Well... It's I don't think they're on the camels. Well, oh. I've seen, I've they, seen a some bunch of them of clips. are on the camels. I've seen clips both ways. <laughs> there are dudes on camels, and based on this picture, which granted is from Australia, which does not seem like a hotbed of camel <laughs> racing, but this guy's wearing a polo shirt, jeans, and a bike helmet. Okay. <laughs> Man, that's, you're getting dangerously close to a different pick, but yes. So, say, so you dress like you're on a Segway tour, I think, basically. <laughs> It's very exciting, though. I mean, in modern camel racing, camels are often controlled by remote controlled robotic whips. Mm. Yeah. So there aren't people on these camels. Wow. That's that's I was going to say most of the clips I saw didn't have people on them. They have robot jockeys, which is also I'm retract. I'm <laughs> retracting my compliment. Not a great pick if you're going to get to ride these things. My entire yeah. thing was premised on you riding it. No, I think that that's how rich they are is now they're outsourcing it to robots. Like, you're worried about AI taking our jobs? It's going to start at the top. Camel yeah, racing Camel first. jockeys. <laughs> That's when I knew. That's when the strike started. The WGA yeah. approved the vote once we saw the camel jockeys have been replaced by robots. Uh, that's, that's an amazing pick. Camel racing. It's... You're right. It's just got to be for, to say fuck you to other rich people. There's no like, there's no, what's his name? Lewis Hamilton of the camel. It's only for rich, rich, rich people. Uh, time for my first pick. And speaking of only for rich, rich, rich people, uh -huh. I'm going to take another competition because, I mean, if there's one thing rich people like, it's competitions. I'm going to take professional sailing. Oh, like yeah. yachting? Like yachting, like the yeah. specifically the America's Cup, mm. which I was digging into a little bit. They spent to win this. It only happens like every four years, and one country has to like challenge, or one yacht club <laughs> has to challenge the champion. What a and weak challenge! I bet that <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's a it's a real like uh, glove slap in the face sort of yeah. situation. I bet, uh, but they spend like three hundred million dollars on these sailboats and there's no like you can spend that much money on like another kind of professional sports team. And there's some kind of return on investment. People go see it. 
There's tax breaks, yada, yada, yada. This, Larry Ellison, who founded Oracle, is like one of the big dudes in it. And like the other is like this billionaire who like founded Prada and owns that whole company. And they just sink money into it strictly for bragging rights. It's a wild scene, man. It's crazy. (laughs) Are they, are they yachts? They're, they're sailboat (laughs) yachts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All I know is that they, that people who are in the America's Cup listening to this are furious that they, we don't know the answer. Yeah, they're, they're like, also of course, not it's obviously this one specific well, thing. If they want to drop the bag, like, I'll aft. know the answer. They're so mad. They've just taken off their Sperry Topsiders and whipped it at the, at the Bose speaker <laughs> in the corner of their sailboat. <laughs> Can there be a sail to survive? Why isn't there a drive to survive but the America's Cup? Like, why can't there be this reality docuseries already? I think those people are just that annoying. They're like, we can't even, we don't even have, there's not even a show here. It's just like a bunch of unlikable It's just going to upset everybody. <laughs> They've got the footage. They're just like, we can't put this out. I, uh, I dabbled in the yacht world once. Did I ever tell you about that? No. What is that? What is, what does dabbling in the yacht world mean? Forgive me. Okay, so shout out to Danny, my man, 50 grand. He used to be the cook, one of the cooks at the St. Francis Yacht Club in San Francisco. And they owned a private island like up north in the Delta. And every year for the employee appreciation party, they would have it on the private island. So you would take a shot like a like a like a sprinter van from the yacht club up to the private island. And then like at the dock, all the the yacht club members would meet you with their yachts and drive you over to the private island. And then we partied on it all day. And I did that one time. And it was, uh, it was a wild scene, man. Damn. <laughs> what was it like? I don't know. It was weird. We were just all, cause like it was all the friends and family of the people who worked there. And then the yacht guys were like bartending and cooking food. And like, I played a lot of chicken in the pool Ah, uh, it was pretty cool. Good time. Were there were there like yacht people there? Yeah, were we were. Work- we had to ride on the yachts to even get to the island. So oh they picked God. us up at the dock on the yachts and took us over there. That's wild. I t- would have got two buck. I did. Yeah, I did. I, I, I was. I was I, <laughs> yeah, I would have been. I would have been. <laughs> I'd have been nice. telling people on the yacht it was mine. People who know full well it's not. Be like, it's well, my. No, because they pick boat? you up in their yachts. So it's, <laughs> You can't be I, like, think no, those, I think those people get buck though. Yeah, Maybe. no, it was it was everybody was there were no kids either. It was like, or I don't remember adults any kids. only island. It was it was a th- it was a throwdown for sure. I suppose that could be billionaire for shit sure. too, where they're like they want to be with people that get like normal normal buck, where they're like, yeah, I've been hanging out with these other fucking squares forever. I want to be with like some salt of the earth and. Like do real you drugs. You could tell they like they liked like uh they liked like bartending and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it was like cosplay for them. Yeah, yeah I was gonna, like, say it's gonna be a central stuff. theme to a lot of these picks. <laughs> I think so for sure. But they're just looking like, what if I just did this? What if what if I did this? What if I was doing this, America, this every day? Like that yachting I understand. The America's Cup is strictly for speed. It's only for bragging rights. That's true. Mostly now it's to embarrass news like billionaires from New Zealand. Is like the main thing it seems to be for 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 Larry Ellison, um, but it is the longest running yeah, international ancient. competition. Yeah, it goes back to like the 1850s. That's how you know it's for rich people. Larry Ellison. There's other, one other yacht related detail that I've heard about with Larry Ellison. Larry Ellison had a like basketball court on his main yacht, 
but he had another smaller yacht following the main yacht to pick up the balls that went overboard. Oh my God. I don't even know what I respect. Honestly, if you're going to take it there to the first place, and then there was another yacht following that smaller yacht to pick up any. Sorry. Wall Street Journal article from 2014, Larry Ellison's overboard basketball retriever tells all is the headline. (laughs) So that headline is someone like in the Great Depression. (laughs) Dude, I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get that job right now. If these strikes go any longer, I'm going to be signing up for yacht basketball retrieval like tomorrow. It probably pays more than any job I've ever had. Yeah, I was going to say I'd do it. Yeah, that'd be great. Because it requires knowing how to drive a yacht. Which NBA player do you think he got to work on that basketball, like that NBA, the uh, the basketball retrieval yacht? You know, mm-hmm. he got like some former dude. Of course he did. Yeah. On there. Like Matt Bonner's reaching off the side with his long ass arms. Yeah. So like old Polonies. <laughs> That's right. Larry, Larry Ellison couldn't buy the Warriors, so he hired Festus Azili to retrieve his <laughs> basketballs. <laughs> Portland Trailblazer, great Festus Azili. Zero games, zero minutes. One big contract. Uh, Sean Jordan, time for your first pick. Uh, collecting insane memorabilia. And there's a couple. So I didn't want to, I can't say it's not art. So the two things that I'm, that I was thinking of when I was, when I found it were, um, this dude, William Coke has the only known photograph of Billy, the kid, like the only certified actual photograph of Billy, the kid, which really made me feel something. It felt like I, I saw that. And I was like, Jesus, that's awesome. It really is that- awesome. William Koch, also heavily involved in the America's Cup. I'm sure we're going to get pretty incestuous with all this stuff. But like, yeah, uh, yeah, so so that and then Bill Gates. So that was like three mil. But Bill Gates dropped 70 mil uh, roughly on Da Vinci's notebook, like Da Vinci's scribble book with just designs and stuff in it. So I guess I'm saying not not I'm not saying art. I'm just saying like crazy shit that you like memorabilia type things. I get that, I guess. Ian, you're better with words than I am. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're nailing it, dude. Random those, ephemera. Those two things stick out specifically, but that picture of Billy the Kid, really, I would love to see that. Like, I would really go somewhere to see that. It's amazing. You can't just, you can't see it. Yeah, you can look it out on the internet, but it's like, there's one picture. But it's sort of like that scene I imagine in Uncut Gems where Kevin Garnett's at like the Sotheby's auction. I just want to be outbidding <laughs> Kevin Garnett on everything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Why would you show me this picture of Billy the Kid if I can't have it? Because, because Kevin, just because. I mean, he does look like a kid. So it's like a good title. It looks yeah. like there's a few pictures of Billy the Kid. From what I gathered, there's one certified known actual photograph of Billy the Kid. And it's not even just him. It's like a whole, it's like seven people. And he's one of the people. And that's like the only certified actual picture of Billy the Kid. It's like seven people in a, in a field, kind of. I feel like this category also, though, contains like, if so if you're like a billionaire who collects dinosaur skeletons, yes. I feel like this, this, this is also encompassed underneath this general heading. Right. right. I think, I think right. so. These I are the, so. the two, the two things that I was really leaning on were those two specific things. Cause they just really made me feel nuts thinking about like, it just crazy. If you could have someone over at your crib and be like, you want to see Da Vinci's scribble book for real? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bonkers. 
Would you add in a couple things if you bought it and you're like, because some of these guys are so like egotistical that they're like, let me go ahead and take over Divinci, where the other genius left off. He was also going to build, and this is crazy, but a broom handle, uh, like a like a sweeper and then the dustpan with a rubber handle. So you could just kind of bend them over and they never had to disconnect. Davinci was going to build that. That's what I'd tell people at cocktail parties. That'd be my added scribble on. Can you believe that Da Vinci? And then I'd show them one from me in middle school. I'd be like, I thought of the same shit. I was younger than Da Vinci when I thought of it. So yeah, pretty wild. We're in the same. Leonardo kind of boat. Da Vinci invented hot pockets, dude. Look at this shit. Back at, it's definitive proof. But it Leo. makes sense because he had access to pepperoni. I would start calling him Leo, Leo Da Vinci. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fucked me up. You you go back in time to or you pretend to go back in time to retcon a, a pizza chain, yeah. tracing it to Leonardo da Vinci's ancestry. I mean, I got oh. the blueprints for a time machine now. Leo thought of all that. So <coughs> who do you think good. found a little Caesars, dude? A guy in Italy who's fucking Leonardo da Vinci the we whole way, and it's. In a group thread, no more than an hour ago, my friend, he goes, do you think the guy that found a Little Caesars was from Italy? And Adam's like, I think he was Roman. So, yeah, <laughs> that was I like an hour ago. I think he was from ago. Canada, dude. I think, I think. <laughs> I mean, he's talking about the Caesars, but, you know. Oh, the actual Caesars. Yeah, the actual. Oh, you're a, talking about C. It was a you're little talking bit. About C, what C oh, you're doing, you a did a little we bit. We were doing in our group thread. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, but actually, who fine. did find Little Caesars? You know? You really no, do know? Dude. No, oh, that'd be clutch was, if I knew off the top. I, I like, mean, I don't think it's like I don't think it's like hidden information or anything. <laughs> it was it was Julio Caesar Chavez, the boxer. <laughs> there he is. Got to carve up, man. I just googled uh, who founded Little Caesars, and my computer went to the dark web all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I'm the, now I'm stuck on the dark web. You're not. Stuck, I found man. it. Lucky Mike you. and Marion Illich of Garden City, Michigan. Wait. I believe oh, they also owned the Detroit Tigers, I think, the Illich family, incidentally. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Mm. He owns the Tigers, Red Wings, and Little Caesars Pizza. What an <laughs> empire. What an Damn. empire. Oh, don't make me pick a favorite. <laughs> yeah. Which one of my kids do I love the most? <laughs> yeah. Yo, this guy is making moves. Yeah, dude. Which one came first? Truly mastered the circle. Yeah. Yeah. Not since Leonardo da Vinci has anyone mastered the circle. I actually have the I got the notebook where he, where he thought about it, where he did the whole thing. I got it all right there. With oh the guy my the, God. You know, Vitruvian man. With the, I just That's call him the guy. The dude. The dude. There's that guy the dude in, with in his my dong notebook. Hanging out. One of my scribbles in Leo's, Leo's journal. Pablo, it's time for your first and second picks, dude. All right. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of pressure now. Um... With my first pick, I select having a shitty band that real bands have to respect because you're really rich. That's oh, great. That's, that's such a, a good pick. pick. That's a great it's pick. It's crazy. And you think they think that the real bands actually think they're dope? Are they that delusional? Oh, I, the Eagles definitely respect JD and the straight shot when they open for them. <laughs> <laughs> definitely like, ah. oh, thank God they're here. <laughs> <laughs> I went to my uh, I worked for Chelsea lately it was my first job in, in uh, Hollywood Pablo and I she like her manager was Irving Azoff who was the yes. guy like the famous Eagles manager so when the when they were reopening the forum as like a music venue kind of thing they did this huge like they played seven nights to open it and before that they did this big charity concert 
so the first musical artist that went up was Joan Baez. You know, like this legendary, mm-hmm. you know, like L.A., like Canyon artist. She like did Diamonds and Rust. I think that was a song. And it was like amazing. She sang three songs. It was beautiful. Her voice was beautiful. And then before the Eagles went up, J.D. and the Straight Shot went up there. <laughs> and he fucking stood up there on stage with his hands in his pockets the entire time singing. It was it, it was so. And they did. And then the Eagles went up and did like six songs. JD and the, it was a JD and the Straight Shot concert, and the Eagles just happened to go up after. Like he did way more songs than anyone else. It was terrible. That's I have never. So I should say for journalistic disclosure, I have never been to a JD and the Straight Shot concert. I aspired to just because it sounds um, perversely perversely thrilling. But what I yeah. want to do when I go is actually look at the faces as well of the musicians in the band with Jim Dolan, <laughs> owner of the Knicks. Yes. What, I've read, what I've read is that he hired, of course, because he can. He's a weird billionaire with weird billionaire hobbies. He's hired like excellent session musicians. Yes. Who are like, are actually like, of course, they're going to they're gonna make him sound better than he is. I just want to see what faces they make as Jim Dolan closes his eyes and does his version of whatever the fuck Jim Dolan thinks he's doing. <laughs> they are they are amazing. They just must be like closing their eyes and thinking about their mortgage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's not they must have long their lives are like how often do they play with JD in the street? How many gigs a year is that? More than more than you would think is my really? guess. Like what do you I'm think? I'm guessing the time Jim Dolan is? wants wants this a lot. Like I, I would get I would say I would guess. <laughs> Once once a month, once a month, JD and the Straight Whoa. Shot gets together. Oh my That's God. my guess. Wow. And then there's also rehearsals, right? You can't just. They have seven albums. What the fuck? Their music has been I, featured. I didn't know that. In- I had the under <laughs> on the number of albums. <laughs> that's, yo, that's insane. I don't even know if I knew there was an album, like an actual real released you can buy it album. The group song Can't Make Tears was on the soundtrack for the TV show Hell on Wheels on AMC. Oh, the train <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. That was someone trying to score some points for sure. And their music has been featured in August Osage County, Hurricane Season, and Butter, all of which were produced by the Weinstein Company. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that also tracks. Yeah. <laughs> or like so. <laughs> oh my God! They've opened for the Eagles, the Allman Brothers Band, ZZ Top, Jewel, Keith Urban, the Dixie Chicks, Joe Walsh, and Robert Randolph. Okay. Earned, earned, not given. The Cold LeBron James. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what do they say? It says here that the New York Times music critic John Perellis, uh, I might be pronouncing that wrong, has called them a group of well-known sidemen backing a karaoke grade singer. Damn. There we go. And so that James Dolan's <laughs> musical talents are unlikely to endanger his day job. <laughs> Unfortunately. I would love it if it endangered his day job, honestly. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And somebody else could slide in there. Let's would you rather have, if you could switch, Pablo, are you a New York Knicks fan? Yeah, ancestrally, grew up here. Yeah, rooted for them, stopped because of Dolan specifically. But yeah, in, in, in my bones, I am. You have a genetic, you have a genetic predisposition to yeah. the New York Knicks. Inherited. Uh, yeah. Inherited. Would you trade, like, would you send James Dolan, what's your favorite band? <laughs> the answer intuitively that I always would say is Kanye West. And now I'm like, I probably can't say that anymore. I mean, you're but, on the right podcast. We're all, we've all, we've all gone through that. Yeah. We, well then, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. pretend it's 2016. Oh, what a weird year to pick. Let's pretend it's 2012. 
2013. It's Kanye West. <laughs> would you, in 2012, would you have swapped James Dolan? He now has to oh. put, like, now Kanye West runs the Knicks and James Dolan. <laughs> oh, just to get, like, is James Dolan that bad that you would then compromise your favorite musical artist? Kanye is not putting music out anymore. Uh, instead, James Dolan is now releasing tracks with, like, all of Kanye's producers, oh, including God. Kanye. <laughs> Does he rap? I mean, is he, is he rapping? Is he rapping? Is, is, James yeah, Dolan is rapping. Thank you for asking the key question. Do I get to hear James Dolan rap? In oh, which case, to, the answer. Get to is how you phrase that. <laughs> it's James Dolan's 808s and Heartbreaks. Which, but now it's a concept album about kicking Charles Oakley out of the garden. James Dolan's 808s and Heartbreaks. You know what? I, because I think I'll also get James Dolan's gospel era phase, I will yeah. also, uh, yeah, of course, I'm making that trade. I got to find out yeah. what that's like. Fantastic. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to get James Dolan's weird friendship with Elon Musk. You're getting James Dolan's uh, troubled relationship with Kim Kardashian. You're getting everything. You're getting, you're getting Watch the Thrones, though, too. Mm. <laughs> Jay-Z and James, James Dolan. James Dolan on a floating platform, <laughs> just like dangling over the, yeah. the mosh pit of James Dolan fans. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be great. He's still showing a long video of, about Robert Kardashian during it too, though. Yeah, him <laughs> performing in front of a recreation yeah, of his his childhood home. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, James, mansion, James, a huge brownstone. James yeah. Dolan plays the excerpt from the video game he made about his mom who died. That's yeah. Yeah. great. <laughs> I only listened to it on the Dolan players, so yeah, I, I paid for that. <laughs> 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 I will say I still wear the Deezies because they're comfortable even after yeah, what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the mean, Deezies. You know. <laughs> Deezies. Uh, <laughs> the resale value of the Deezies. It's tanked. Off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pablo, you're set. that's a great first pick. And your second pick. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned it kind of. You alluded to it. Um, my second pick, I'm taking still being addicted to Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, just social. That's <laughs> great. That is great because like Dude, if I had a billion dollars, what are you doing? I'm fucking out of here. Out. Getting you out, dude. Never see me again. I'm not talking to you losers <laughs> on Twitter. I have a bill. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> dude, if you get if I had $800,000, I might not be on Twitter anymore. If I had 10,000 more dollars. <laughs> I'm looking for an exit. It's it, it, uh, Pablo. Do you have anyone specific in mind when you when you bring up this pick? Well, I think of of course. I mean, Elon is just the most obvious example. I think about it mostly though in terms of his photo negative. I consider yeah. Elon Musk's absolute opposite to be Magic Johnson because yeah. Magic Johnson is on Twitter, but I don't believe that he's actually tweeting for himself. I think he has all of the benefits of just being present on the internet without ever actually being on the internet. So like what you should do, I believe, what Magic does, which is hire somebody to tweet incredibly mundane things perfectly (laughs) in your voice. Lots of exclamation points, lots of photos of you like on a yacht in the Mediterranean with Samuel L. Jackson, but never actually log in once. I don't think Magic Johnson has ever logged into Twitter, despite being very popular on Twitter. I think you might be right. I think he still thinks that. it's like a micro blog where he's just like updating his stuff that he's doing. <laughs> yeah, Magic's got it all figured out, man. His, more his ways tweet, than one. His tweets, yeah. His tweets are like, they're like the tweet equivalent of like the sleepy time tea bear. They're just so cozy. They're completely, they're fine. They do exactly what they say. 
They're not a threat to anyone. It's just a very pleasant experience. It's wild to think a billionaire has the time or any time to go on Twitter. It takes a lot of time for people who are barely on it. It's like consumes you. I think that billionaires travel a lot and within travel, there's a lot of downtime. Just, yeah. it's just, it's just the, the, like, I don't know the arrogance, I guess, to be like, I'm going to look at Twitter. I'm going to respond. I'm going to say poignant thing. What I think are poignant things. It just, where's that time? I know traveling, but it seems like there's the shit they'd be doing. I try to avoid the, like, you know, as, as someone on uh, like, who's on the left in general, there's, there's this weird where it's like Elon Musk is like an idiot who just inherited his daddy's money. And maybe that's true. I don't know him. But like, I try to th- like think of the world in terms of that not being true because he does seem to have had a lot of successes in other areas, even if I personally don't care for the dude or whatever. But it's like, sure, his behavior with Twitter does seem to be completely like just him being triggered, which I know is like a loaded term, but like, I think it's him. I think what is at the core of this weird billionaire behavior is billionaires searching for what all of us, I guess, really want, which is reply guys. Yeah. Like Elon Yo. Musk wants, he, Elon Musk got rich, whether he realizes it or not, to get Ian Miles Chiang to reply to every tweet. And he's like, finally, <laughs> here we are. I made it. I got this guy in my mentions sucking my dick every day. Yeah, no. Every day. Like, exactly, Crazy. sir. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself, sir. <laughs> this weird like HMS fucking Elon Musk like fantasy that they all play out together like they're all on this like the good ship X together mm, another excellent decision sir <laughs> it is the case that Elon Musk also the reason why I think of this too is that like no one has made being rich less cool than Elon Musk's Twitter account like there oh used to be a mystique and now I'm like, if this is to your point, to to, to David's visceral response, <laughs> if this is what's at the end of the rainbow, what the fuck are we doing? What yeah, the fuck? The... Capitalism was sustained by the myth that at the end of the rainbow, there was something other than Ian Miles Chiang. And now there is just <laughs> Ian Miles Chiang. Just Bro. him waiting on the other end. Mm, I'm here. <laughs> it, it's... I kind of part of me thinks that he he was probably always this dude. And then part of me is like, did him putting out a flamethrower that people responded to ruin his brain? Remember when he was just like the dude, he like he made a flamethrower commercially available. And like, oh. that was like oh, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of yeah. cool. If you can take yourself back to that year or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's that's like kind of cool. Like, I don't want one, but I guess that's like kind of an interesting thing to do. And Yo, then the type of people, like, yeah, remember that? The fucking, like, epic bacon motherfuckers who that attracted to him, who then, like, have slowly become radicalized on his platform. It's just, I, also, he seems to be doing business decisions on X to spite the kind of people who make fun of him, where he's like, is he, is he like, throttling Substack because that's a good business yes. decision? Or is it because it's he just wants to punish the people who criticize him? Also, it yes. seems like the latter. No, definitely. A, yeah. Definitely. Definitely petty grievances executed via a child's idea of what it means to run the internet. And it's all, yeah. it's all, um, I, I wish he was alone, but he, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't listen to the all in podcast, but I certainly yeah. get it fed into my algorithm because I click on enough. I guess I've clicked on enough Elon flamethrowers 10 years ago that now I just get all of the all in podcast guys all doing this. They're all just billionaires fucking 
hunting for likes from their reply guys. And I'm just like, this is, this is about as nightmarish as, uh, as capitalism is, I guess. It's awful. Even the Steve Cohen, like the owner of the Mets, he's still on there on Twitter, like mixing it up every now and then, like getting into it, like in the replies. It's, it's so weird. That seems like it should be the freedom, but I, I don't even like to do that. And I am not rich at all. I, I just don't. You're off Twitter when it was, when it is like, it it would be beneficial to your career. (laughs) Yeah. It's not on Twitter at all. But you're a you're <laughs> a stand-up my, comedian. To my detriment. Good for you. It would be good for you. <laughs> Seriously. But, but to your spiritual and personal like benefit. Yeah, tell my team. They love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, bet, I bet you are so mad. I never thought about that. <laughs> I had more, I had way more followers on Twitter than I do on Instagram, too. And I was like, bang, just yeah. like Yeah. And now I can't go back because it's like I don't I don't want to, but okay. yeah. Well, did you have to start over? Don't. Could you just like? No, yeah, we'd in. have to start over. I but I don't even. That'd I don't so even. Gnarly. Every now and again, if somebody's got it on their phone, I'll be like, you know, it's like you ever see like old alcoholics take a sniff of a drink. Yeah, yeah. That's like what I'll do <laughs> if I see somebody on Twitter. I'll be like, hey, yo, let me let me look at that hey, real fast. Scroll through. Carry around. Bit. Carry on a rag soaked in Twitter juices just to yeah. occasionally huff out of your pocket. <laughs> <sighs> and then I put it back in my pocket and go on about my business. Oh, that's dope. Sean, <laughs> your second pick. Uh, buying islands. Oh, yeah, dude. Which, yeah. I mean. Come on. That's sick. It's just sick. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> It'd be Let's so not rad pretend like some island. of these things we're going to pick aren't, aren't rad. I'm going to pick mostly oh, rad for shit. sure. But, I mean, a bunch of them going cool. forward. But like. Ah, just be, I can't, can't even imagine how tight that'd be. Like, let's go to my island. What was your first exposure to this? And why was it the uh, Cribs where Richard Branson? It was Richard Branson. (laughs) (laughs) It was Richard Branson. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He was so happy. He's one of the ones. I don't, I mean, I'm fairly ignorant to like most current news, I guess. So pardon me if he's done anything wrong. But he seems. I don't think so. He seems like a dope. He was one where I was like, "Yeah, give that guy, let that guy be a billionaire." He's like a visionary. He seems like he's stoked. Seems like he takes care of people. Who knows if I'm right or wrong? I'm sure. I don't believe that any billionaire isn't doing crazy shit with actual humans that you shouldn't be doing. So he looks like an old border collie, which I like. Wow, that's he, really Richard actually... Branson. <laughs> he is what a child would imagine a billionaire would be. He's like oh. British. <laughs> Goes to space, has an island, looks like a border collie somehow. Yeah. It's the first time I remember seeing someone do the linen thing where I was like, bro, all linen on your oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't have any doors on his whole speaking of that crib. There's no doors on the crib. All of it. Where if you gave me a billion dollars right now, like late in life, right now, not late in life, middle of life, that's what I'd be like. I'd be so happy because <laughs> I, I wasn't born into it or anything. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people get it early though, right? Yeah, yeah. probably not. There were just like hot people showering in his house all over the place. You'd turn yeah, a corner man. and there was like a hot person using an outdoor shower. And you're like, I bet that's what it is like if you're Richard Branson. Just to ah, it'd be so, just be like, let's go to my island for 10 days or whatever. And just, we just do nothing. Like actually do the island life. Putting aside all the very real socio-political concerns of the, of the British of Empire and everything. Right. <laughs> of just, Come on. There's something like, the, there's something I like about the British aristocracy where they just have had old money for so long 
that then they also get to have this like the Playboy billionaire diverge kind of thing off. And like Richard Branson is like the prototypical like British Playboy billionaire. Dude, it's it's just that's the like the peak of indulgence too, where you just like this is my island. This is mine. Like the whole thing. This is my coastline. Buy an island? Do you have to pay for the infrastructure? Yeah. Like, there's not like a grid or like roads no, no. and shit, right? Like, you gotta you gotta do all that before you even put like houses and shit, right? That's the crazy shit to think about. Like last time we were in New York, David, we were when we were walking down the street and you were, you looked up at the building. And you're like, think about all the plumbing in all these buildings. Like, if you bought an island, oh yeah, that's why New York stresses me out. You got a plum, and then you like. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just put it in the ocean. So you have to have something to dispose of it somehow to get it to mainland garbage, wherever you gotta shit get goes. bathrooms, you gotta get docks, you gotta get uh electric fences, you gotta get like a dinosaurs. generator for the electric fences, dinosaurs, <laughs> weapons. You gotta get weapons, right? You gotta load up on weapons, yeah. Clever girls, you gotta get like a lot of stuff, dude. Boats, you gotta build a landing strip, I assume. It just you gotta seems get Wayne like... Knight out there. He's not cheap. Like if dude, I if five... I if I was gifted an island today, I still don't have the money to develop said island. No, yeah. I would. Like, I'd be like, I guess we're camping. Yeah, like, hey, you guys want to <laughs> pull camping? some money together, get to my island, and then we can camp on it. We can be as loud <laughs> as we want. <laughs> In terms of the people, though, you would definitely hire to work on your island, like Wayne Knight, Dennis Nedry, yeah. absolutely number one. I want my tech yep. guy to literally be Wayne Knight. Number two, I want Jeffrey from Fresh Prince to be my butler. Oh, nice. I, 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 it's just, again, it's what I, what child me thinks is, is actually uh, a billionaire's I'm gonna pick, life. Uh, I'm going to pick Michael Douglas from A Ghost in the Darkness to run my security. There you go. <laughs> oh, wow. I want an old school lion hunter to, to run you my straight security. Up, you really didn't pick Dalton. The oh, one shit. time you could have employed him. If I just Damn, had Dalton, I'm like, well, I want to have some sex too. I don't want Dalton taking all of it. No one's trying to smash Michael Douglas from Ghost in the Darkness. You'd also have to get some girls who don't appreciate a poet soul out there because, I mean, if but if they do appreciate a poet soul, it's over for you. I'd run yeah, over and be like, Dalton's somebody actually it. does win a fight, Dalton, that hit him with a crowbar. Be like, I won the fight. It's my island. But my if town. you did buy that island, you would have to build the road and the house. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a roadhouse for Dalton to inhabit. Yeah, I'd do well, exact replica of the double D. Triple D? Double D. Double deuce. Double deuce. Double there deuce. we go. Double yeah. deuce. Triple D is uh, Guy Fieri. Yeah. Also could be on my island. We'd have yeah. a little castaway party. Where it's just like loincloths and losing weight. We should have a little <laughs> castaway party for a year. <laughs> That's you would got to come to my party, but it's for six months. It's a six-month house party on my island. Bring a volleyball. <laughs> uh, time for my second pick. I am going to take... All right, let's. So you already took camel racing, uh, but I'm going to take it too because it's so funny. No, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, never have 350 episodes. No one's ever been like, I'm taking the same. I'm thing. also taking it, dude. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I am going to take not not necessarily just horse racing, although it's a huge part of it. Horse investment. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This it's, is, it's it's, it's the same clip thing that out. over here. Ho- Horse investment. <laughs> just, just you're really taking the uh, the exotic semen market, is what that is. That's exact. That's exactly right. I would <laughs> like to capitalize that's how, the. Ex- <laughs> that's how I made my first million. Yeah. <laughs> Not the way exotic semen. <laughs> I package them in Capri Sun looking packages. I put them. In, uh, 
<laughs> mail them out. There's somebody skateboarding I sell in them Malibu. At dark web brick and mortar shops that I have hidden throughout the country. Hit us up at darkwebbrickandmortar.netscape. Uh, I just want to, like, so I started digging into this when I was, when I was uh, researching for this draft. The most expensive horse ever sold. Do you want to, get, do you want to guess what it went for? I do. Uh, $205 million. Well, that's going to be a lot down now. Oh, ah. See, this is like that game Wits and Wagers. You ever play that game where it's like, how many feet to the moon? It just makes me feel stupid. Now I feel stupid. No it's matter what the answer is. expensive as the most expensive camel? No, camels are more expensive. The most... Oh, well, then I'm going to go... Say, I'm going to say 10 million. Se- uh, 70 million. Fuck. That's Damn. still I mean, that's crazy. Pr- it's not a letdown. That's, that's, like- that's, if, if Sean hadn't bid 200 plus million, I would have had a strong reaction to that, admittedly, to Sean's regret. Just, yeah. Right. Real yeah. quick, real quick. How many episodes do you think Guiding Light had? I just did this last night with Laura. This is one of those questions. <laughs> what? The How fuck many are episodes? you talking about? <laughs> Give it a shot. How many episodes okay. do you think Guiding Light had? 1,200. Okay. 5,200. Okay. Paula? Uh, 5,199. You 10,570 something. Isn't that oh, crazy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, wrong side of that bet. It was like 10,572 because Laura said she said 1,200 and I was like, oh man. You're off by a lot. I mean, yeah, it was five days a week, I guess, for how many yeah, years? Yeah, for 50 they don't, years. They don't anyway. take time off. Yeah, sorry. That was, uh, I digress, but... Uh, Guiding Light, you, though, a great name for a luxury horse that you would bid $70 yeah. million dollars on. Fantastic. Yeah. Better... Well, now we have to decide if it's better or worse than the name of the horse that did fit sell for $70 million, which is Fasachi Pegasus. Fas- Get out of my dream journal. Versace Pegasus? <laughs> no. No, and here's why. Understandable question, Sean. No. Yeah. (laughs) F-O Sachi. Like next Friday. Yes, but no, but it might be Fasachi, but it's it's either Fasachi or Fasachi, but with an F. 70 million. Guiding Light's not a better name. Uh, Fasaichi Pegasus had a successful racing career, r- racking up earnings of $2 million, and then won the Kentucky Derby in 2000. So a Kentucky Derby winner. But his stud fee... <laughs> <laughs> Much lower than mine, I imagine. Yeah. Dropped from hundred and fifty grand. He was getting paid $150,000. Is that per... Per oh, that's that exotic. Or, that's that exotic semen we're talking about. That's the about. exotic that, semen. That, was absolutely. that per... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they stud, did they actually go... Do you have sex or do they like collect a sample and then they use? I think they just grab, they're grabbing nut. Yeah, I think they're grabbing <laughs> I mean, nut. I, there's probably got to be a better term uh, than no, I grabbing used. nut, I think. <laughs> Another great horse name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they also, I mean, they're like, they're, they're also spending like $12 million on jumping horses. Like, mm. oh, like, wait, wait, what's the one that Mitt Romney's child or what's that dress, one? Dressage. Dressage. Yeah. Where the horse, it's, which is horse dancing. The dancing. The, the dancing. <laughs> yeah. Which is yep. exclusively the domain of the ultra rich because it's Mitt Romney and then the British royal family. And those are like the two powerhouses of dressage. That's what I love about these people. They get so rich that they can just do a sport nobody else does. And like 
feel very athletic it's just about it. It's horse dancing. You know what I it's mean? It's a horse yeah. remembering shit. <laughs> and they're like competitive because they're like, those are the people you see at parties. So it doesn't matter if we don't give a fuck about dressage. If you're at a party with people who exclusively care about dressage, you think everyone cares about dressage. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Bruce Springsteen's daughter was like a, a Olympic medalist, like in the last Olympics, because she does some weird, obscure horse dancing kind of thing. You know, like Bruce Springsteen sang about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those people on the fucking, it's just a, get, when the factory shut down and everyone had to get into competitive horse dancing. <laughs> the only way they could, I mean, you know. In eastern New Jersey, it was the only way they could keep food on the table. Dude, it was, it was slinging crack rock or very, very intricate horse dancing. And that was it for Jersey. Uh, David, time for your second and your third picks. Camel breeding and racing, off the table. Off the table. Uh, my second pick, oh, this is a pretty easy one. I want a big game hunting mm -hmm. with yeah. no foreseeable hunting skills. Yeah. Dude. It, you know I what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know how that would. I don't think you do can kill a lion. Like if dropped in the wilderness, I don't think you got it. My security right. guard on my island could, but that's about it. But yeah, it just is like it's such an odd thing to do to me because it like there's that there's that disconnect that you have when you're that rich where you just assume that like no, I'm doing it like everyone else is doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> It is, now that I think about it, it is kind of like the pre-distressed genes of hunting, where it's sort of like, you didn't really. He's like stolen valor here. <laughs> yes. A motorcycle didn't do that to your genes. The factory did sure. that to your genes. Yeah. For exactly. sure, you didn't work for it. Like It just seems so, it's such a wild, like I could never feel good about it. But I think once you're in it and you're paying for this experience and everybody's gassing you up, like, yeah, you killed an elephant. Like it's, right. it's, it's so odd to me. It's so weird. And it's this weird ancient thing where it's like something humans have had to do forever. There, it like, there's this, I don't know. There's this like unchanging arc of like having to, you know, like dominate nature. And then all of a sudden in the year 2023, it's a bunch of people who did all the work, scare out this animal, <laughs> sight the gun, <laughs> range the gun, hand you the gun. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff. Because it's also a real-ass skill. Like, bro, people people hunt and track their entire lives. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a very, very true skill that I don't know if you could have the time to develop if you were building a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> the no, that's where skill. dominating nature comes into play is like flying over that part of nature so you don't have to pass through it and potentially have to kill a lion. You just circumvent the whole thing. No, you get in your helicopter, you have your, uh, you have Jeffrey from Fresh Prince, shoot an elephant with a tranquilizer dart, <laughs> yeah. and then you shoot it with your fucking rocket launcher. Yeah. And then it, you hunted an elephant. And then you take a picture of it and show everybody. And you have the nerve to show people. Show you tell you people better you better fucking did that. eat elephant meat if you're doing that, by the way. Right? That's right. I don't think Every part of the buffalo, do. every part of the elephant. That's what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. You better know what elephant tastes like at the end of this, at the end of this safari. Yeah, it's a, um, what a yeah, it's so weird. It's like if we took other things, like uh, this is a riff that I feel already going nowhere because I can't think of another example of stuff we used to have to do as cave people. <laughs> no, don't, don't, no, like, no, keep going. Come on, go. Keep still struggling. I don't, I don't collect, collective gathering or, or competitive gathering where if it's like somebody 
They walked you out to a bush. They had tasted all the other berries to see if they were poisonous. And then they were like, yeah. oh, that looks like berries. And then they walk over and they eat it. And they're like, this one isn't poisonous. Terrible. <laughs> Awful. Not even a fun, interesting riff. I, I'm better for it. So thank you. No, no, nobody's better for it. <laughs> we all are. Isaac, just put I'm, air horns over that whole thing. I'm thankful, Bob Lodge. I'm sorry. I I'm, I I had half an apple before this, so I'm, this is me on half an apple. You know what I mean? If I had a whole one, it would have fucking, I would have landed that plane. You David, landed Tom, the plane, bud. Yeah, you I did. I don't know if I did. Isaac, put air horns over the everything I say for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> oh man, that'd be tight. <laughs> <laughs> David, time for your third pick. Oh man, furniture. <laughs> what? <laughs> fucking expensive. Oh. And furniture. Oh man! The furniture. amount of money <laughs> that goes into furniture blows my fucking dick off, bro. Even I just have a couch. I just I, got a couch I got from Howard Lorton, and that yeah. shit is like a pretty reasonable Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. Like, like pa- late nineties, but holding up. Yeah. Off me with patio furniture. It's bro, all the ridiculous. Shit. And then when you see what rich people like actual antique Victorian style area, turn of the century, what they're paying for furniture, insane. It, and they lot like, and that's like, and you realize too when you start to see that, like, oh, that's like not only are these people's real estate acquisitions insane, they fill it up with these things that are so expensive for no reason. I will never pay $20,000 for a lamp. You stuck. <laughs> I mean, if you start getting into like, I don't, the I don't give a fuck what it's been auctioned. There's something called the badminton chest, which went for $36 million at auction. And it was created in 1726. And it took six. I mean, it's an impressive chest. It's crazy, but it's $36 million. It, what's it hanging? Double D's? The big double D's. <laughs> uh, but like, how? How? It was How? made in Florence, and it was believed to have belonged to the Duke of Beaufort. I better know. For $36 million, I better know it belonged to the Duke of Beaufort, I, dude. I like that Ian goes straight to the badminton chest. I think David is just complaining about design within reach. I feel like <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I don't want to pay $5,000 for a couch. But also, $50 million is real, too. What's that? The cloud couch or something that like rich people all love to have? Uh, oh, that, that 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 TikTok couch? That a TikTok yeah, couch? Yeah, the TikTok couch. I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds like I might have to get it if I were a billionaire. It also pisses me off because in the last year, I had to re up on furniture. That's where this all comes from. I went to. I got. I'm not gonna lie. I got. I got tricked by a great salesman. Oh. I'm not even going to say his name. He's on TV in Colorado all the time. Oh. Always selling furniture. He's holding baby white tigers. He seems like a good guy. Did the whole living room for like 800 bucks. I'm living. It lasted a year. Everything lasted one <laughs> yeah. year. It all broke down. Wait, was that the couch that I've been in? Or did you have you gotten a new couch in the last three My months? My current one is good. Like it's made. Okay. It's like, but no, this was when I was at the old spot on Logan. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm sorry. I need to know more about this guy who sold you yeah. the couch with the baby white tigers. John Elway, man. He's, John Elway swindled him. He's a Colorado legend. I just walked past the CU Denver Business School. His name's on the wall. All for fucking selling 
trash. That's because he's selling you a couch a year. What do you trash. think? Like, <laughs> yeah, of course. But nobody cares about the little guy anymore. Well, you gotta you gotta start to think like you paid money for that couch, but you also paid to bring Deion Sanders to the University of Colorado. Like part of that. Yeah, that helped. was worth it. That's working <laughs> out. Lil yeah. Wayne was here. Jake Jabs never brought Lil Wayne to see now. And I'm scared of saying his name because he could ruin me. He's got his shooters. Na- his name's out of school. Yeah. I was thinking of the uh the restoration hardware cloud couch, which is like six thousand dollars for a couch but that's the hot that's the hot couch right now yeah restoration hardware i believe in new york it's it's one of the fancy uh furniture places where there's like a restaurant on the rooftop that's cool yeah it's like one of those things yeah but i'm 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 sorry i I hate to keep going back to the guy whose name i i I think you don't want us to say but like yo this guy (laughs) there's his google image search results is a is a is a is a badminton chest of content. Holy shit. Yeah. Also, I should have known, There's right? A chimp. There's a chimp. He's posing with a chimp in here. Why would I trust this? Look at you. You see this guy. I thought this guy was going to give me. He, he had to bring a white tiger in. To What's make his the name? Furniture What's his I don't name want to, I don't want to make I'll it air him out again. Just put his name in the chat. I'll say oh, it. I'll you, say his name. You say his name. Oh, yeah. You're not. I'm not in SAG. I could definitely say his name. I don't think that's why I wasn't doing it. <laughs> no, you can say his name. I'm not going out, but you can say it. Jake Jabs. Jake Jabs. The <laughs> CEO. <laughs> the CEO of American Furniture Warehouse. Bro, you bought a fucking couch from a guy named Jake Jabs thinking it was going to work a out? a gang of shit, Ian. Come on. I bought yeah, that's a gang of I bought a living room. And the dining room. And you know what? It <laughs> looked incredible. looks like such a brick. Holy buckets. Oh, my God. Look at this guy. He looks like he... He looks like Lee Did Corso. Did they make him on South Lee Park? Corso. He was on South Park? Probably. There's an image of him on South Park. Oh, anyway. Oh, Probably. yeah. Good stuff, man. Yep. Oh, wow. He's a whole South Park episode. I mean, he's very famous out here. Jake Jabs. I bet Jake Jabs in the 80s was having some cocaine sex, dude, just based Whoa, on the looks on. of him. I bet he fucked that tiger. <laughs> <laughs> For hours. Uh, <laughs> furniture, before we get uh, get off the topic, you know, maybe spend a little bit. Somewhere in between Jake Jabs and Restoration Hardware is probably the sweet spot as for what we should be paying. But furniture, like framing a picture, is one of those things where you're like, why is this so expensive? And I understand the value of it, right? I understand why it retains value. I understand the artistry of it. I think along with architecture, it's a form of art. It just seems like such a wild thing to commit so many resources to. Yeah. It's a couch is the thing. Like, again, it's it's the theory of spend money on what you're using the most. Mm -hmm. And so a couch, you'd think, is the thing you would invest in. Except I, so I live in, I live in uh, New York City, right? And so it's really Ooh. hard to get big couches into doorways. Bad so couch territory. I, so I bought a, an expensive couch that I was very proud of. Again, an investment piece, like a big purchase for me. And I couldn't get it into my Brooklyn apartment. Oh. And so I had to call a guy whose job is listed as couch doctor, mm-hmm. which means he shows up, he takes a chainsaw, he unstitches your couch, chainsaws it, and moves it in in two pieces, and then reassembles it inside of your home. Bro, I've and, heard about that. My buddy I, Adam did that. 
terrifying. A te- truly the most terrifying uh, experience I have had as a homeowner is when I hired the couch doctor to chainsaw my couch. But shout out the couch doctor. You're happy with it, right? I've heard good things. It works. Yeah. The patient lived. Wow. The patient lived. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was not sold. Our buddy Adam was telling me about that. I was like, no way. And then I, I guess you can't even tell. It, that's crazy to me. Well, there's no like certification. There's no like this guy studied couch doctoring. You know what I mean? At Jake Jab School of Fine Furniture. You gotta, you gotta gauge the handshake. Go Tiger. Feels like a couch doctor handshake. All right, I'll let you do it. Uh, time for my third pick, and uh, I'm gonna take collecting celebrities. Yeah, dude. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like. Trying to weasel in somehow to be able on the be on the same level with a celebrity just because you're rich. It's the one. It's like the one thing they can't buy. Uh-huh. Really, is like that. Is that kind of like no matter what you think of the celebrity, that kind of like there's the, that effortless charisma in of everything. And like, so I won't. I won't say which celebrity, just in the interest of. But like, it was Jake Jabs. It was Jake yes. Jabs. Well, you put Jake in the Jabs. chat. I don't know who you're talking about. We put it in the chat. Well, I was watch. I, this is gonna. It's gonna be a picture of me and Jake Jabs. He pulls up. <laughs> I know what you mean though. Like a billionaire can't be Bradley Cooper. Oh, sure. I don't want to. I don't want to air him out because this is like a. But like I was. I'm. I know a celebrity Noted. who like who it gets like Jeff Bezos. 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 Fucking Jeff, dude. We'll bring him over. Jeff, dude. To his house just to like have dinner. They're not friends. Those people have nothing in common. And he's not the only like billionaire who does that. There's like this circuit of free exchange where like these billionaires will have celebrities over and then they get to say they're friends with billionaires. And then the celebrities get like, I don't know, I imagine like investment advice and like access to their yachts and their vacation homes and all that stuff. And they just like, there's this free exchange of like celebrity and billionaire access. If I'm being dead honest, I would be, I'd do it. If I were a billionaire, I'd be guilty of this. I was just going to ask, as a celebrity, what is the, what's the consequence if you don't? Like, what's the worst? <laughs> well, now they all own these media companies. So you have to. It's like, if it's the right celebrity, like if Jeff Bezos asks you to come over for dinner, you have to go because also he owns Amazon Prime. That's right. All of your, all of your uh, iPhone charger cables arrive four weeks say, late if you don't agree yeah. to wear a jester's cap and dance for Jeff Bezos. If you ever right. want one of those little tripods to film yourself doing something ever again the next day, you go to that dinner. That shit's coming. <laughs> so like, and also if you're a celebrity, I mean, I'm going to dinner at Jeff Bezos' house just because I got to see what that looks like. I want to see the place. 100%. 100%. Yeah. What kind of couch does that guy got? I want to know the answer. Also, what if I get an iPad when I walk in? I was like, you know, what if I'm like, oh, this is cool. And he's like, take it. You think you you don't have an iPad if you're getting invited to Jeff Bezos? Everything's better when it's free. I'm just saying it'd be tight, you know? (laughs) 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 It'd be dope. (laughs) Yeah, I can buy an iPad, but I want one. Give it to Jeff Bezos. Give me one. Are you guys familiar with the character? uh, This is a sports character, uh, Michael Rubin. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Michael Rubin is former part owner of the 76ers. He knows who he is, like an NBA mythological character because he's this guy who founded Fanatics, the sports merchandise company. But he oh, now yes. hosts what seems to be the hottest party every year in the Hamptons. It's an all-white party. And this past year, like Leonardo DiCaprio was there. Kevin Hart was there. All of these, Lil Baby was there. James Harden was there. Joel Embiid was there. But James so Gordon all was of, there. 
<laughs> I saw him like, was like the... a jump scare in the in the highlight video. I'm like, <laughs> <"What> the <fuck?" laughs> but but truly, it's like, and then and then there are the just like old rich guys who are just like lingering around dressed in all white. And this feels like someone was was like, you know how we'd like to have celebrities over to like just dance for us at dinner? Let's have a party where we get the best celebrities to dance for us at dinner. And that's what the white party is. And it feels exactly like what Ian is describing. Yeah, for sure. I like, It is such an odd. It is one of the another one of those things, though, where you're like, yeah, money can't buy it all. No, you can't be Bradley Cooper. No matter how rich you are, you can't. You're just not going to be Bradley Cooper, man. There's no like you just, surgery. You're going to be a dork. <laughs> Think about all these rich dudes, except for Richard Branson. They all just seem like dorks. The jeans just, it's like you, you have Why? billions it's, of dollars. Your jeans can't fit. It's a great point. Why aren't all of these weird billionaires we're talking about hotter? That feels like a massive yeah, indictment. They try. I don't want to get into Richard like, Branson maybe pick not territory. Hot? He's, he's, he's pretty hot. He's, he's himself. sexy. Yeah, he's sexy. Okay. Arguably the hottest on the yeah, curve right. that we're describing. I feel yeah. like top. he's top tier hot billionaire. Zuckerberg's kind of hot right now because he's all buff. What? He's no. kind of attractive Dude, right no. now. I don't, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think that that's. He's I don't got, think that's right. No, no. You're calling. Right. Wait, I, I, Ian's calling Mark Zuckerberg a butterface. Is what I'm hearing. Oh, he is. Sean's calling him a butt. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's got a nice body right now. Doesn't he? He got buff. I'm not saying good. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm saying he got. You're buff. Good guy aside, I think he might be a better guy than he is a sexy. Google Google Mark Zuckerberg. Buff. I know what Mark Zuckerberg looks like right now. <laughs> There's a lot of not sexy buff guys. <laughs> He's like, he looks like a sexy android. Doesn't he still have baby bangs? He's a weird looking dude. Sexy android, baby bangs. These are all my singles that are coming out. You're airing, you're airing out all my shit. Yeah, I looked at it. I, yeah, I mean, I, you know. He's still got android eyes, dude. It's not. <laughs> the baby bangs do throw me off now that. It's pointed out. Yeah, he's got baby bangs. It's not hot. You can have a hot body and baby bangs. Like, maybe I don't know what's cutting edge right now. Maybe you take me to Hell's Kitchen, you see a lot of hot dudes with baby bangs. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. I might, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's out here getting his hair cut at the same place as Paul Mescal. He's just like, like such a goober, though, right? Is yeah, it, are baby bangs goober. like a Caesar cut? Is that what's going on? What do you mean baby Something bangs? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like the, I, I imagine it's a, it's a cousin. A little Caesar's cut, as it were. Yeah. It's a little, <laughs> yeah. It's a little Caesar's cut, dude. It's a Detroit yeah. Tigers. Found him from a Michigan couple, I heard. It's a Jim. It's a, oh no, Jim told me it was on Cleveland. Damn. Sparky Anderson <laughs> cut, bro. Here we go. <laughs> Sean Jordan, time for your third pick. Uh, all right. So it's this place got to have quotes around it, but climbing Mount Everest. Oh, yeah. But it's got to have quotes. Mm. What do you mean quotes? They oh, because doing of it. all the help, all the assistance. And you wonder, and I've, I was looking, I was digging around a little, like it's, it would, <laughs> You still have to physically get your body. Like that's pretty wild to get your body up there in any capacity. Yeah, like I think with so. all the help, it's like, come on, man, what are you doing? Yeah, you have to like tense your body while they strap you to the back of a of a, <laughs> yeah. well, they a more experienced climber. <laughs> while eight people carry you up, you have to like shiver a little bit and control yeah. your <laughs> you have to put a harness you have to be harnessed to a local. You can't yeah. even you can't poop for hours. You, you I know you're using pooping whenever you want. You can't poop for hours when you're on yeah, the you make sure the regular stays in your mouth. Can you no, poop dude, on Everest? Your you poop freezes poop halfway out your butt when you poop on at the top of Mount Everest. If you poop, it freezes halfway out your butt. You know what I love a, is getting a new fear I didn't know I was going to have. And you have a little That's poop. That's exciting. A little poop buttsicle. And uh, yeah, if you have that all the way down to base camp, then you get a staff infection and normally it kills you. Yeah. Normally. Wait, can, 
Wait, normal. can you poop on Everest or not? What do we? You what's probably the can. I, oh, okay. Did you ever believe that? Did someone ever tell you that if you pee in certain places, it'll freeze while it's coming out? And you believed it? I believed it when I was a kid that it would uh, like South turn Luton into an icicle. I feel like growing up in South Dakota would have made me believe that. Yeah. Anyway, I've man, heard climbing. like spit freezing before it hits the ground, but I never heard pee like freezing the second it comes out of your wiener. Yeah. Was that what you were led to believe? That's what I was led to believe. These are these yeah. are what all the questions you ask Sherpas as you're hiring them <laughs> to take you up Mount Everest. So I've heard about the poop that freezes in your butt. What? <laughs> yeah, what if the poop yeah. freezes before I poop it? <laughs> Is it that cold, bro? What's the most frozen poop you've ever seen? Does it get higher no, every year because of all the poop on top? And so it makes the peak higher? He's carrying you in a baby Bjorn and you're like, so about the pee that freezes. Because yeah, I got to go. <laughs> Does there, someone carry uh, it? Mount Everest now is like, it has a huge litter problem because of all the people yes. and all the oxygen tanks, right? Like The images the are people. super depressing. It yeah. is. It is the. It's the ultimate. I think to Sean's point of like Instagram versus reality. <laughs> like reality, yeah. it, it's it's so sad. Why do we just put? We're trashy, right? We just can't. Yeah. It's like we got trash on the fucking moon. It's just what are we doing? We're trashy. We we're have trash. such a huge yeah. trash problem. Yeah, we're trash. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere there's trash all the, the time. The ocean is full of it. Yeah. Oh man, this is so depressing. I wish yeah, I, I didn't want to bum everyone. I, I know fun. it is. It is. You're tough not bumming when... anybody out. You didn't. Do no, it. You it's... haven't climbed Mount Everest yet. When you do, you're gonna do it all natural, dude. Nude, nude. Yeah, <laughs> naked. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it big natural. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I'm lumbering up Mount Everest naked. There's like with lines the with now. a bag of recyclables to stuff yeah. all the garbage into. Is it? Yeah. Is it getting any less dangerous to climb Everest because? People, so many people are doing it. Are they finding better? I don't know. Are they setting up higher base camps and stuff? Like, there's a certain point where you just can't live, right? You have to summit and come back down at a at, in one day at this certain point. Is that getting higher, like with technology? Yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? No, I think it's. I have no idea, Pablo. <laughs> I, I I I feel like whatever the answer is, it's trending towards worse than it used to be. <laughs> Yeah. Always, always probably, right? <laughs> like with global warming, is it getting easier to, you know, put the base camp higher and higher? Because it's warmer. It's like 65 <laughs> it's and sunny up Yeah. Yeah. And that's no, why just, they're doing it? It's, oh, what if we just stumbled upon, that's why rich people are accelerating global warming, so it becomes easier to climb Mount Everest. Easier to climb Everest, bro. Now, if Third I'm being eye. dead honest, and I think the folks deserve it, if I were a billionaire, this might be something that I were shooting for. I um, would, I was going to say, I would, you would, I could totally see you doing that. But I if would you, want to if you do it dough. with as much integrity as I could still muster, like with as little help as I could get without dying or like doing permanent damage. I don't know. So it'd be, be the interesting. first guy to kickflip up there. Be interesting to entertain. It'd be, it'd be sick. Have someone carry a skateboard up there for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or have a helicopter just, just get it up there. <laughs> I like the idea of complaining about the litter problem and then leaving a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave a broken skateboard in shambles up there, stomping on it because you can't land, you can't grind a fucking oxygen tank that was left up there. And like, and yes, I could first of all, and three logs okay. of poop. <laughs> three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna load up before I go. Big steak at base camp. <laughs> <laughs> three pooper. You guys Pablo, got any time steak? for your third and fourth picks. Ooh, um, I think a go. I think I gotta go with uh, having a secret apocalypse bunker. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
That's, I didn't even think of that. That's a good I was good reading one. an interview with uh, Sam Altman, the guy who is like behind ChatGPT and all of that, the foremost AI like tycoon in this Atlantic piece. And it was just sort of casually snuck in that he has an apocalypse bunker full of like water and like basically farming uh, resources for when the thing he builds ultimately, you know, obviously kills yeah, all of dude, us. Yeah, dude, what a And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really, really buried the lead on this one. I would have led with <laughs> guy who invented AI has apocalypse bunker. I would have clicked on that a lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I always keep a hotel room at the embassy suites because I know eventually, um, I, like I'm going to scream at my wife. Like it's, it, and she's going to kick me out. Like it, what an insane, ugh, what a terrible. But also, ugh. I mean, it just in general, wouldn't it be kind of comforting to be like, I do got a spot. Yeah. I mean, I I want a friend who has a spot. I mean, yeah, let's I be honest. We all we all need a billionaire. I got somewhere to, have to go a spot. for a year, you know? Like yeah. we got what my wife just we just started filling up jugs of water. Like we have probably, I don't know, forty gallons of water in the garage now. It just makes me feel good. <laughs> it's <laughs> just good to have. You know, and like she's talking about getting a bug out bag. And uh, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, all this. I'm you on board with all this You live in the ring stuff. of fire. You should have all of these things. You live in like in a that you know like a place where earthquakes can happen. But yeah. there's like a fine line between that and like a bunker in New Zealand with a yeah. private landing strip, which like right. a lot of these people have. I don't know about a bug out bag, but I have like some <laughs> things bug in out my stuff. <laughs> I got some things in my nightstand that I could take and run away and start a new life. Yeah, like if right now you were like, you got to get out of here. I have a. A collection of things well, I would do. I remember when when COVID hit, I took out like a thousand bucks or something and put it in the nightstand. I'm thinking, <laughs> as time went on, I was like, "What's a grand really gonna if if shit if it goes down? What's a what's a grand gonna get me?" Besides well, warm also, for five is it like <laughs> is money what you're thinking about? What would happen? Well, that's like, what I'm I, saying. Initially, I, I was. Money but I'm would like, be what I would. Yeah. I don't. I should have got a bunch of MREs or something. I don't know. I, I don't an, know what money's going to give me. I have an yeah, attaché case, three gold bricks, a, a pistol, and five passports. Right? Don't we all have that? <laughs> yeah, we yeah, something similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am woefully unprepared. Wait, without again, I, I don't want to pry too much. But what's in the nightstand, David? You mentioned you got some stuff. Not a bug out bag, but a bug out nightstand. What you got? A in kidney, there? a butterfly knife. Just like if I had to go on the run, like what I be. <laughs> just like things that would <sighs> <laughs> just like a grappling things, hook things that no, would help not me even just like <laughs> what that. like what what are some they? stuff is always going to retain value things that would help no I, regardless I of what see i like what, the idea of not wanting to say what it is because you don't want your house to be raided for the thing that won't decrease in value yeah, yeah. That's, what the, that's what I get the sense is happening here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got an idea. <laughs> you talking about Nikola Jokic rookie cards, right? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't ever. As long as you keep it in Denver, you'd you be all right. That price isn't going down. That's gonna yeah, be not, even when the world ends. People will think back fondly of the uh, the 2022 or 2023 World Championship. You need something to remind you of <laughs> the better days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a yeah, thumb yeah. drive full of my NBA top shots. It is. <laughs> It is nice, Dan. David has a Nikola Jokic rookie top shot on a thumb drive and a $15 gift certificate to the John Elway Steakhouse. And neither of those things are losing any value in this brand yeah. new world. Also, full collection of McDonald's Grimace glasses. He's also got incriminating, <laughs> incriminating photos of Jim, uh, Jake Jabs. 
<laughs> I am worried he's going to get me after this. <laughs> Although the Jake Jab Emporium, his empire, the warehouse, the literal furniture warehouse, would be an amazing place to set up in a post-apocalyptic landscape. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. You for could one burn year. all for firewood. Because <laughs> it's year, not worth anything apart. else. Yeah. That when that's the best year of your life, you're like, man, this isn't too bad. <laughs> uh, and Pablo, we're going to get to your fourth pick right after this short break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey, we're back. Welcome back to All Fans Say Everything Already in Progress. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, before we get to Pablo's fourth pick, Sean Jordan, Sean S. Twitter, Sean S. Jordan on Twitter, Sean Cougar Mellon Jordan on Instagram. Where can people see you do stand-up comedy? I think one one date right now, November 18th, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I will be at the Tiny House Bar. Two shows, limited tickets, like 50 bucks. Are you going to be at 50. the Tiny House or are you going to be at the bar? I'll be at the bar. You can still <laughs> be in the Tiny House. I'll be at the bar. The show will happen. Uh, come to that November 16th. I'm excited about it. I've done stand-up in Omaha in like a decade. And then uh, I'll be in Vancouver with Ian at the end of November, going through to December 2nd, House of Comedy in Vancouver. That's it. Goddamn right. Be excellent David to Boring. each other. Uh, cool Guy Jokes 87 on Instagram. No longer on Twitter, as we've discussed. Where can people find you doing stand-up comedy? Uh, when does this come out? August or uh, October 26th. Isaac, am I right? Something like that. I think, I think I'm right. I think it's October 26th. Oh, well, tonight you can catch me in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah, boy. What's up, baby? Boss's Comedy Club. And tomorrow and uh, Saturday, you can catch me at Sisyphus Brewing in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And that's that's the end of the tour. So I'll, I'm really uh, 
Thanks for coming out and supporting. Buy the rest of the merch. And uh, the hour is probably pretty good right by now. We're, I, 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 it's not, you know, it's September, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably uh, pretty good by now. My name is Ian Carmel. Ian Carmel on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you see me at the House of Comedy in Vancouver, BC, November 30th through December 2nd with Sean Jordan. And then in Austin, Texas, uh, December 8th and 9th at the Vulcan Gas Company. Happy Hanukkah. Then happy Halloween right now. And uh, pre-order T-Shirt Swim Club, which I think you'll be able to do right now. Hell yeah. My uh, upcoming book that I wrote with my little sister. Oh, I'll be in Portland in March. Tickets for that at the Revolution Hall are on sale right now, March 23rd. More importantly, though, Pablo Torre is here. Pablo, where can people uh, frequent your wares? Pablo Torre finds out is a podcast on all the podcast places, whatever the fuck you like to listen to podcasts on. Also, mm -hmm. it's a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Pablo Torre finds out. It's free. Just know that whenever you click subscribe, my daughter gets to go to college. So let yeah. that just fill your heart with incredible guilt. And please subscribe. Thank you. I'm going to do it right now. Let's all do it right now. Everybody listening? Everybody listening to this podcast? We're all going to take and do that some right time. Now. Give, the, give the countdown. Take a second. It is. Send Violet to college. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to be applying pressure to... <laughs> I've been getting a lot of heat for YouTube subscriptions. So that's something that's coming up in the future. Wait, what? A lot, of, mm. a lot of recommendations that I should but right be. now it's not about you. No, it isn't. It's about... Subscribe <laughs> no, to Pablo Torre finds out. Hold on, I'm and about to smash it, it right. All right here. Subscribe, baby. Yep, smash that. Yeah. Smash. I smashed it. Mm, I felt so smash good. That, smash that subscribe button, everybody. Go smash it. I'm doing it too. Uh, Pablo, while I subscribe to your YouTube channel, which everyone listening to this should be doing, what can uh, we get from your fourth pick here? Ooh. We've been talking and gesturing towards uh, various pieces of merch, and it occurs to me that billionaires really love wearing inexpensive clothes. And it's weird. <laughs> they they love they love a hat without a logo. Oh yeah. They Bill Gates apparently wears like a Casio watch, as if we don't know what's up with Bill fucking Gates. Yeah, come on, come on. What are we, what are we doing, Mark Zuckerberg, with your T-shirt? Yeah, I don't think you're me. <laughs> yeah, at that point, it's a, <laughs> I'm not like, oh, I, you tricked me. <laughs> he, at he that must... point, it's offensive that he's not wearing an expensive watch. It's like, fuck you, dude. We know. Our culture is not your costume, is what right. I feel it's every hack! time I see Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's absurd, man. Like, they all dress like, uh, like when Marvel superheroes are off duty. You know what I mean? It's all that, like, <laughs> random jacket, unaffiliated hat. Kind of thing, and it's it, some like some people. It's the quiet luxury, like when Gwyneth Paltrow's wearing like nine hundred thousand dollars sweatpants or whatever. But like a lot of it's just like, come on, at least be interesting if you're going to take up all of our resources. That no logo hat shit. I know I'm not like the pinnacle of fashion, but you are I the mean, pinnacle of fashion. It just came out. Come it was on, just announced. Come on, the no logo hat shit. Get off me. Get off me. It's awful. You can, even if you have a stitched in logo, the same color as the hat on the side, I'll, I'll give it to you. Nothing, yeah, nice. nothing on it. Come I on. mean, I know a lot of guys who <laughs> I've known a lot of guys who, but the, it's like, it's not the guys that billionaires are even cosplaying to dress. The yeah. guys that I know who have like flat bills with no logos on them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, 
It's like, <laughs> it's not, you, they're not trying to be like those guys at all. Because those guys are all on probation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Steve, Steve Jobs at least, like, picked a uniform. At least that, like, he had a uniform and he stuck with it and he wore that thing every day. And I think it was also like, I think it was like, uh, Issy, oh, what's that designer's name? Issy, uh, oh, Issy Miyaki. Miyaki, I think, was like his his turtleneck or whatever. Like, at least he was, you know what I mean? He was not pretending yes, not to be exactly. like a billionaire visionary. Like, the shit Zuckerberg wears, it's just like, I don't, maybe this is stupid, but I'm like, you have a billion dollars, man. Wear like a suit, look interesting. Do so, I don't know. Maybe that's stupid. Maybe that's like a stupid thing to want. Do you think it's a level of you are you are who you were when you got here, though? Because like, but that's why know, it's offensive because you're not. You're definitively yeah. not who you were when you got here anymore. Okay, and I yeah. we like, stop lying about it. You feel like he's almost cosplay cosplaying as himself. There's ways to dress. There's ways to keep those like core values and still up it a little bit, like up your game a little bit. You can do that. You can buy like a nicer t. They make nice t-shirts. I'm not saying that you should. Bu- Everybody has to have nice t-shirts, but it's doable. Get yeah. some kith or something. I mean, they make stupidly priced t-shirts. Go buy a few. I'm fine with a billionaire doing that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, they do. And I'm getting way too mad it. about something I never cared no, get, about. Get, get worked <laughs> up, dude. How much does a kith t-shirt cost? <laughs> Fucking lot. A lot. Really? Like 90 bucks? Get the Yeah, f- at least. Dude, look at get. those kith jackets. They're like, they're <laughs> like three kid. grand. It's so, it's so crazy to me. Uh, yeah, I can't do yeah. it. Excellent pick. Sean, time for your fourth pick. I don't know if this is real. I've heard, I'm sure it's, I think it's real, but Uber helicopter. Is that real? Uber <laughs> blade? <laughs> it's I real, right? I am told it's real. I am yeah, told I've it's, heard real. it's real. I can't confess why I'm asking if it's like theoretical stuff, but like. Well, I don't think that r- billionaires use them though. Because I think they have Helicopter. Their own helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm picking traveling by helicopter. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Your, re- your unrich brain cannot even contemplate this. <laughs> I'm so I'm so stupid and poor that I thought they had to just use a helicopter sometimes. Like I use a car sometimes. <laughs> helicopter travel. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm taking this one out of billions, but uh, it's right there. It's right there in the name. They do that shit, right? There's heli- there's helicopter pads on all these big buildings, like in LA and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's that Crazy. city? Isn't there? Two yeah, Falls? You're going to be there I'm October yeah. 26, man. Get ready yeah, to see I'm... helicopter travel. <laughs> I'm thinking about <laughs> they, Sioux Falls. They're, there's they're flying city's... heart attack. People from heart attack to Flandreau to Sioux Falls every day in a helicopter. There's a city in South America. I can't remember which city. I was reading about it, though, where they were like, the wealthy people don't really touch the ground. Like, yeah. because it's so dangerous on the ground and they can just take helicopter from like massive building to massive building, which is insane to me. In a lesser scale, I had a buddy of mine was talking about, he was trying to buy a place in San Francisco and he said the only places that you could really buy that were in his range, which was a lot, by the way, but they were like the high, the highest uh, condos in the Tenderloin. So he's like, you get this crazy condo, but then you have to have a car like in the parking ramp and you just kind of never are in your neighborhood. You just, you pull in, you park, you're in your building, but you're never on the ground walking around where your house is. Seems like, crazy to me. Is he talking about like those old converted SROs? That's bugged out because like, the TL is, ah, that's the neighborhood. 
if you're going to live there, you should really be boots on the ground. I couldn't imagine not being in my, being like a part of my No, I can't either. No, I mean, I know it's, I know it can get gnarly, but like, it's not always, I feel like most, like, I know there's a couple, but like a lot of neighborhoods that people are scared of or whatever, they're not always gnarly. It's not like. Uh, I mean, it goes down in the tenderloin though. I've seen a lot of wild shit in there. Right. You just, well, anyway, just the point is it's like, it'd be nuts to not just be able to go outside your house. Like, I'm going to walk to the library or something. That is that is children of men shit. Yeah. That's what you're describing. Seems nuts. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like the, like the zombie hordes outside. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, helicopters. They de- billionaire. I, I went to pee just in case anyone heard me not talking for 30 seconds, which is a record. It, they, I mean, not to get morbid either, They, but rich people love this so much that it's like, a lot of them have died doing it. Oh, well, you know? that, that was that. Thank you for saying what I was too awkward to say. Like, I'm afraid. Yeah. Me too. If I'm afraid of helicopters now. It no seems chance. not worth it. Because even, I mean, like Kobe Bryant, of course, but there's also like one of the guys who like owned Arsenal or some other Premier League team, like died in a helicopter crash. Like it, it's Jeff Bezos has been in a helicopter crash. Like there's been like it happens a lot. It seems, seems like, like the least safe form of aviation. Absolutely. And that's even if you have like a double engine, two pilot situation, it still seems like not safe. Do you remember like, I've, it was like a month before Kobe passed RIP. We, we had, uh, were on this podcast and some, somebody was like, would you take a helicopter? And I was like, fuck yeah. And you were like, you were like, no, I, I would not do that. I remember that. And then, I, I had the opportunity. We were like, I f- we shot something with, uh, oh, I forget who. I think it was with Tony Romo, weirdly, when on the Late Late Show. Classic and, like, helicopter enthusiast. <laughs> classic <laughs> helicopter. But it was like, there was like a tight window to shoot, and he was in Santa Barbara or something. And it's something weird. And then, Is that like, by Santa a, Barbara at all? Santa, ba- <laughs> Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. <laughs> San, Santa Clausica. And he, uh, like, coordinated to get there quick and then get back. And they took a helicopter, and I was like, I'm not going to go on this shoot, even though I would like to meet Tony Romo. Yeah. Uh, do they make, scares me. Are there like not as dangerous helicopter, like the Grand Canyon helicopter tour? Are those like less well, dangerous? Well, there are, but than, that's not the one that's not as dangerous. That's a dangerous one? Yeah. I think like the safest scenario is like you want two engines. So if one malfunctions, you have another and two pilots. So if one has a heart attack, you have another. Sure. And most don't, and You're not getting that on like a uh, Grand Canyon Grand helicopter Canyon tour. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a billionaire, I am. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to take my AWAC out there to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In your Chinook, just hovering. <laughs> yeah, my Chinook. My, with my fucking Rolls Royce in there. I'm drive my Rolls Royce on the dried up Colorado River. I'm part of the problem, baby. Uh, time for my fourth pick before we get to our lightning round. With my fourth pick, I'm going to take submarines. Ooh. <laughs> if we're getting morbid. Well, it's, I mean, mm. it's, it's not, it is though, it is that want. That interest to do these things, I would have it. If you had the means, like I would definitely want to go see the Titanic. Who wouldn't? Of course Me. you want to. I'm I don't good. know that I would have. Really? Like you and wouldn't I know that want like... to? I know realistically you might not do it, but you don't want to? No, nah, not really. I, it's like I was saying, man, I, I it just doesn't do that much for me. Like I, I can wrap my head around it. I, I just don't. I, Going I, somewhere where you're not, like, you can't go would be the thing. It's I know we might talk about guess, the other one, too, but it's like, it, it's so interesting to think about. Here, here's what it is, is there are so many places on land that I can travel that are 
incredible and difficult to get to. And I can have an enriching experience that like, I don't know, would I rather go to like a some crazy remote city than go to the bottom of the earth to see some shit that's been down there? It's just like rusted out. When you say always, it like that. Always, always. I would always like rather dark. go somewhere yeah. and interact with people and go There's see no some good restaurants on the Titanic. Right, 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 right. I would like to see like a giant squid though. Yeah, that's true. Just like, you know, Dad. one of those things. Yeah, those, those like, yeah, like I want to see a squid fight a whale. I'd like to, see, I would pay to see that as a billionaire. Absolutely. Oh. But oh. we should have that in, in arenas. We should be able yeah. to see that. Like, why can't I see a sperm whale fight a fucking Archituthis in like the Colosseum in Rome? Let's get that. I mean, let's That's keep what going. the Roman emperors would have wanted. Let's keep going. I want to see Nate Robinson fight Muggsy Bogues to the death. <laughs> why not? Let's keep going. We're just, we're just paying stuff to want, fight stuff. I want to see George Murison fight Sean Bradley. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see George Murison fight a sperm whale. <laughs> we should make it a bracket Riding a giant squid Yeah man uh, <laughs> How many hippos uh, What's like the hippo versus rhino Like how many rhinos do we have to get involved Before it's a fair fight Because I know hippos got it Um, I know but so like And it wasn't just these recently uh, Departed billionaires right, right. On the Titanic They've like I mean James Cameron's been obsessed with like Going at submarines for a long time Paul Allen the may he rest in peace. The de dead owner of my beloved Portland Trailblazers was a huge submarine guy. He said he has this quote: "It turns out if you go a thousand feet down in the ocean, it's really dark and the animals are really strange. But if you put on some Pink Floyd, it's fantastic." <laughs> that's a great Yelp review for submarines. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It really that's my guy right there. Not not trying to play Pink Floyd songs in front of people. Just jamming it while he's, I imagine, stoned. I hope so. Getting in a submarine. Down there. Down there. Down there, dude. <laughs> down there. But it's, down there. I don't know. It's this, I think when you're super rich like this, you are constantly chasing exclusivity. And another thing about rich people that I've noticed is that they only care. They never look down. They only, like, their competition is only ever other rich people. And that's why it's never enough. Because there's always a bigger fish. You know, like, yeah. so if they can go in a submarine and their friend has literally. only ever been to like Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's the other thing. They're not racing us. We're not. No. They, <laughs> they think they're broke. They honestly think they're broke. Like, there are billionaires who think they are broke. <laughs> Fucked up game. Uh, David, time for your fourth and then your final pick, a lightning round. Ah, uh, winemaking. Wine oh, make. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like buying an actual vineyard, <laughs> employing all these people to make a mediocre wine that you only serve at your parties. <laughs> Are you guys watching what we do in the shadows this season? No, I'm I haven't. not caught up. There's a joke that Colin Robinson has in there. He goes, you know, the quickest way to be a, become a millionaire is to be a billionaire and buy a winery. <laughs> <laughs> so dang. Yeah. But you get a great, you get a, you get a tremendous like tan, yeah. right? Your 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 skin begins to take on. I imagine like an oily sort of a glow. Yeah, there well, isn't. There, you? You're, you're of the earth not, while also being. They're not there even, right? Like I think they go get there. I think they. I think it's one of those things like sailing where they like like to show up for all the fun parts. Oh, like yes. they'll they'll stomp a couple grapes and then. Go back to they'll the farmhouse when they're like, we're ready to move it from the tanks to the barrels. They'll go uh -huh. and like do that where they, you know what I mean, where they do that weird like they drink out of like a totally. beaker. Let me yeah. make sure it's ready. 
Yeah. You're stepping on the backs of the day laborers you've hired to pluck a grape. Like, yeah. right. Exactly. Oh, delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you scream at them, fix this. One of the two. Yeah, for sure. It's another one of those things where you're like, yeah, just like, what a whole bunch of shit to do to fuck you. They only grow wine grapes in beautiful places. So you get like a piece of land somewhere beautiful and you like get like your Christmas gifts shit. are sorted for the rest of your life. Like you just send people a uh-huh. case of your wine. Is yep. is Oregon turning into wine country? Somebody told me this the other day with, I hate to bring up the global warming, but somebody said that like Southern Oregon is turning into like the new sort of wine country. Well, Oregon's been wine country. Has it? I thought it was Valley. all like Northern California. No, well, uh, well, Northern California as well, but like the Pinot, uh, if you like Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. Oregon is is where they grow the best Pinot Noir grapes in America. But Why then, up the waste country? I didn't know that. <laughs> and then we, Southern, they grow a lot of stuff. Isaac, our uh, producer slash resident foodie and yeah. drinky. And drinky. drinky. Sippy. <laughs> I'm a, Sippy, I'm as big, I say. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have fun in Denver. I'm a big drinky. So I'm it's a big drinky, <laughs> drinky and a sippy. It's going to be a good time. No, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, you're actually right, Sean. Um, because the climate is changing in Oregon, the types of grapes that can grow in Oregon are also changing. So Pinot Noir, which is a like kind of a a dreary weather grape, was the dominant grape that was grown in Oregon. However, I'll since the sun is coming out more, they can grow more robust grapes like a, like a Cabernet, for example. Hmm. Big buff grapes. I don't know why I want to giggle when you describe every word in there. There's a lot of words that make <laughs> me want to giggle. Robust always makes me want to giggle. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't know there were seasonal effectiveness disorder grapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. are SAD grapes. <laughs> uh, and David, your final, uh, time for the lightning round, your final pick. Actually influencing politics. Yes, they do. They do love that. Like actually doing it. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, time for my final pick. I mean, it's sitting there. I'll take it. Going to space. I got the ocean yeah, yeah. and I'm taking going to space. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I get it. I wouldn't. I would not. I wouldn't go myself, but I get it. Sean, your final pick. Sex fantasies that you thought were impossible. What? <laughs> that was the one you didn't want to expand on? Yeah. You what know it. Yours? You know, you know, you know that that's yours that is crazy. Sh- I, I know. I know what mine is. I don't know what yours is. <laughs> What I can't even, it involves I can't. George Mirasan as well, right? It's George yeah. Mirasan, you no, and a giant it, squid. Every yeah. day of my life, uh, right now, currently. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, well, what do you want me to Shut say? Shut up. <laughs> no, I just say it. People do stuff. And, uh, you know, it's easier with money. <laughs> I'm just saying. Great. <laughs> Pablo, yeah. your final pick. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with holding the trophy when you win a championship before oh, any of the players yeah. on the team. Oh, oh that's oh. a good one. What a slap that's... in the face that is. You oh. motherfucker. You <laughs> wasn't with me shooting in the gym? <laughs> And you just sit up there in the box. Ooh. They always take it. They always, always take it first. They're always offered it. I'm always waiting for the guy to be like, no, fucking, you know, LeBron yeah. James did this. And no, it's never, it's never, th- no. never that. It's always no. No. Yeah, me. Yeah. Me first. It's the guy whose dad was a slumlord. He <laughs> yeah. gets to hold it before the person who's like, life will be shorter because. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's so funny. Uh, what an excellent pick. What an excellent draft. Isaac, it is time for your producer pick. My producer pick is going to be donating enough money to a university that they name a building after you. 
Yeah. Shake jabs. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shake jabs workout Shake jabs. Shake <laughs> jabs school of law. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. of all the lawyers he's had to employ to defend yeah. him against his shoddy furniture. Shake jabs attorney at paw because of those those white tigers. Fuck, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, allegedly, all that stuff we said about Jake Jabs, allegedly, allegedly, all of it. That's a all-encompassing blanket term. Uh, that again was the Isaac Lee producer pick, brought to you by Sword Swordfish. <laughs> what mm-hmm. the movie and the and the and the and the delicacy? Oh, are we trying to are we trying to monetize the producer pick segment here? I'm trying to I'm trying it out right now. What do you think so far? That was the Isaac Lee Swordfish sponsor. Swordfish. If you want to eat fish, but you'd like it to feel a little bit more like a steak, <laughs> get yourself a big old hunk of swordfish. Advertisers, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to sponsor this segment, please hit Ian up. It'll on... be that electric. Yes, I will, I will do. It'll be that electric. <laughs> if I can do that for swordfish, imagine what I can do for your product. <laughs> Uh, to recap the draft, David, you went first and you took camel breeding and racing, big game hunting with no hunting skills, furniture, winemaking, and influencing politics, but for real. I went second and I took um, the America's Cup, uh, just sailing in general, horse investment, collecting celebrities, submarines, and going to space. Sean, you went third. You took insane memorabilia, buying islands, quote, climbing Mount Everest, unquote, helicopter, and sex fantasies. <laughs> No, it's true. <laughs> you went last. You had the hot corner, and you took having a shitty band uh, that you make perform with other very real bands. Still being on Twitter, having a secret apocalypse bunker, inexpensive clothes, and holding the trophy when your team wins the championship. All amazing picks. We want to hear yours. Hit us up at All Fantasy Pod on Twitter, All Fantasy Podcast at Gmail. Dot com. Make sure you listen to and also subscribe to Pablo Torre Finds Out everywhere podcasts are available and also on YouTube right now. Shout out to everyone on the AFE Patreon. Thank you for holding us down where you can get bonus episodes, mailbag episodes, auction drafts, exclusive merchandise, all of that wonderful stuff. Uh, shout out to everyone on the AFE Shaslackity, the AFE subreddit. Shout out to super producer Isaac on the ones and twos. You can also find his very tasteful nudes on our Patreon. He's That's right. extremely we had Ann Geddes come out, and it's the first time she's ever <laughs> shot nudes. He's in a peapot. Yeah. <laughs> it's Isaac. In a vineyard. In a, he's in naked, a vineyard. In a vineyard, in a peapot. It's, 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 it is sexual. It's it is, not not sexual. It's not not. I mean, I, I am holding multiple grape varietals and explaining them to you yeah. right. in the shoot itself. He is so. dressed as a sunflower. It is erotic. <laughs> It is erotic. Sensual. Uh, also. Nipple-centric. It's very yeah. nipple-centric. Absolutely. Yes. It's, it is the part of my body that I want to accentuate the most. Yeah. As we all know. And we're, we're proud of them, and we want that on the Patreon. And Absolutely. we want it to be accessible, but it's not free. It's not free. Hmm. Uh, shout out to Frankie Ocean. Shout out to Sid the Dude. Shout out to Haji Beats. And more important than all that, tune in again next week to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Shakrackity! That was a HeadGum Podcast.